Abstract Athlete Podcast, where art and sports collide. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. Want to remind everyone to stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, and beginagaintoys.com to check out our new product line. Remember, if you have any questions or comments, please send it to info at theabstractathlete.com. And do not forget to listen to the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, the Abstract Doctors Podcast, and the Abstract Veterans Podcast. Really, really excited about the podcast today. Somebody I met uh, about a year ago and super happy to get him on as I get to speak with entrepreneur and founder of the clothing brand Still Community, wellness advocate and professional basketball player Farrakhan Hall. Make sure to follow Farrakhan on Instagram at Farrakhan, that's F-E-R-R-A-K-O-H-N, and stop by his website stillcommunity.com. Also a big thanks to my buddy Maurice Jackson from the band Photosynthesizer for providing music for today's episode. You can go find their music on iTunes and other streaming platforms. Let's welcome Farrakhan Hall. Hey, what's going on? Awesome. Sorry, sorry about the miscommunication. I, I had you on my schedule for 11 uh, CST. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of figured that's maybe when you said that back. I was like, oh, shit, we're in the different time zones. So, yeah. All good, brother. All good. I appreciate you doing this, man. Like, um, I know, by the way, I already started recording. Um, yeah. I know we, we met on Clubhouse. God, I guess it's been probably over a year at this point. Um, yeah. And um have always just wanted to, you know, like get deeper into the conversation we had I think the day we met and um so I think it's just like really cool and like doing doing like research one thing we didn't talk about and maybe maybe you did this after we talked. I'm actually not sure the the date but uh really cool that you started your own brand, like your own fashion brand. And, and yeah. I definitely want to get into that. Cause I think the, like, you know, obviously you're a professional athlete. Congratulations, by the way, you just won a championship in the L is it called L one league? Um, he, yeah. Ow. Um, and so you just got won that championship and I'm going to totally butcher the name as a, sh- what is it called? The, the, Shao- the Kao- I was going to kick. Kaohsiung. Okay, Kaohsiung. Um, But like you're such an advocate for mental health. And I think that that's like seeing that you put this this clothing brand together and what you're doing to empower like kids, like you donated proceeds to um, like at least the first like when the when the brand came out, you donated donated um, proceeds to uh, to an organization in in Memphis. yeah. Yeah. And so I definitely want to get into yeah, all these black. things. Yeah. Like uh, nurturing black minds is that yeah. that was the mission. Yeah. So that the, the company's called yeah. still community. Um, and so I definitely want to get into, you know, your basketball career, 
your fashion career um, and, and the, just the stuff that you do with mental health. But again, man, thank you. Thank you for doing this. I know this has been kind of a, a long conversation to get to this point. So. No, for sure, man. We've been talking, I don't know. It's been just trying to put it together. I'm glad we were finally able to, you know, get on the same page and I appreciate your patience. You seem like you got a beautiful setup right there. I love how, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So, yeah, but I love Um, Still Community got started. Still Community got started about two years ago. Well, actually, it got started during the first hit of of COVID. And uh, that's when I was kind of just planning everything out. I had some time to take a I was playing in the G League right before an uh, NBA game. Uh, it was cut off, so I go every day. I was in the in the office in the morning planning out how I was gonna uh, how I was gonna make my clothing, and it was good because um, with us being out of basketball, uh, the NBA was an opportunity to go to the school of fashion uh, and, and get a, a certificate. No, I was just going to say that there's, this is breaking up a little bit. Um, I want to see if we can get a better. Okay. We're back. Woo. Um, <laughs> go, sorry to make you repeat yourself, but go back into what still community is, which is, is your yeah. fashion line. And just to, I, because one of the words that broke out and I know I read this, that the NBA actually partnered with Parsons, correct? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so you were in in that program that the NBA kind of helped you do what you wanted to do. Like, so go back into it. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So they, uh, while we were in, you know, in the first, uh, first rounds of quarantine, when uh, COVID came by, when COVID started, first started, we automatically went, went to our homes, you know, that's when everybody was kind of shut into the house and they gave us the opportunity where they partnered with yellow brick uh, and they, and yellow brick gave, people the opportunity to learn uh the business of fashion basically uh through parsons school of fashion um and i just i signed up you know we all had the opportunity to sign up or you could learn about you know sneaker essentials you could learn about uh clothing a bunch of other things so i chose to get into clothing uh it's been a passion of mine for all of my life it's been a way that i kind of expressed how i felt uh on a daily basis so it, it was very fitting for me. My mom has been in retail for over 30 years. So it was very fitting for me. And uh, once I once I got into it, got started uh, just studying everything and, and kind of learning the business of it, I, like, I want to make my own brand. So uh, the, the whole time in, co- in quarantine, I basically was designing how I wanted to build a brand out. And then once I finally, uh, I went back to playing for a while. I went and played in Argentina. After I left there, I came back home, um, and I started to focus even more on the brand. Uh, and then eventually, it came time for me to go and play over in Taiwan. But before that, I released. This was last summer. I released a, uh, like I said, I told you, the collaboration with Nurture and Black Minds, which was our first release. Uh, it is a mental health organization based out of Memphis, Tennessee, um, and the. Obviously, well, not obviously, but I am a, a big advocate for mental health. Uh, just with, you know, I mean, my upbringing and you know my past experiences in life, I know how important it is for everyone to kind of have their outlet or 
to just even be to 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 know that it's all right you know to have mental health issues and to be able to speak out you know we see a lot of celebrities now attaching to it but i was definitely one of them people that really would lash out you know say if i got upset so um I did that. Uh, we did that the uh, collaboration for our first uh, release, and uh, it was really, it was really good because it, it, you know, it spoke to what our mission is, which is to inspire dreamers to pursue their passions with purpose. Uh, there's more behind the story of the mission, but you know, through that, through that collaboration, it gave us the opportunity to actually do what we say we want to do, and in giving. And taking our experiences and sharing them with other people, uh, sharing them with younger people, sharing them with others who might want to, you know, get into the field of, you might want to be a mechanic, you might want to be uh, a pilot, you might want to be a basketball player, or you might want to get into clothing business. I try to, through Steel Community, I try to use it as my canvas of how to educate, you know, uh, my peers or anyone who's interested in uh, getting into business or anything and just kind of show them the way like this is these are the steps you got to take and that's the whole idea behind pursuing your passion with purpose you know, no and it's it, it's it's really cool i mean there's a lot of cool components to me about that first of all that the nba actually had that program um and and you know like to hear again like this is something we didn't talk about like those first couple times we chatted is to to know that you've always been into fashion and is that something like so you went to memphis and seton hall right was that mm -hmm. yeah. and you're from memphis so i think another like a, a cool part to me is like this you coming back to the community and giving back like i love yeah. like when when there's those stories about like that empowerment and like what you've gone through, like it's, it's real. It's like, so kids like can actually see you and hear you like talk about like the way that you grew up and what meant something to you. And like, Hey, I, I'm, I'm a professional basketball player, but I also have this passion. I'm allowed to do both. You're allowed to be what you want to be. Like those, those things to me, like, I think are like, so, so important that cause like, you know, like, it's inspiring what you're doing, you know, because you come out in the, you know, people look at you're what, six, eight, <laughs> they, they look at, you know, you, you get that, that idea that you're an athlete and, and people that grew up knowing you, you're an athlete. But then when you start showing them to do these other things, it's, I always say this, it's like, it gives people permission to be creative or it gives people permission to, to go after like a business, you know, like an, and understand how to do different things. Um, yeah. and so like, did you study like in, in Seton hall or, or Memphis, did you study like fashion at all? Or was that just still like kind of a personal love? Uh, okay. So my, the personal love with fashion, like I said, my mom worked in, in, uh, in retail, men's retail for 30 years, you know, and as a kid, I'm 20, well, shit, I'm not 20, nothing. I'm 30, uh, 31, but <laughs> as, a, <laughs> as a kid, um, uh, I would go to work with my mom, you know, after school, I'd be at work with my mom. So I'd be sitting around or she, and she worked at the mall. So either I would be sitting in the, like in the stores, helping her, working with her, or I walk through the mall and I would be gaining inspiration all around. You know, I wanted to be able to get this thing or I wanted to look like this and I couldn't always afford it. I couldn't afford it, afford it at all. But the pieces that I had at home, I would make it into that. You know, I would kind of, 
just maybe construct something or whatever. But moving forward, uh, uh, it just has always kind of been a passion. I never studied it at the at Seton Hall or at Memphis. I actually went to school uh, for basically business management. Uh, and then I ended up graduating with a degree in interdisciplinary studies, so liberal arts. Yep. Uh, my my focus was basketball. <laughs> I went I went to school for basketball for All real. Right. And uh, and uh, once I graduated, you know, I fully dove into basketball. You know, I didn't I didn't try to focus on other things. I fully focused like tried to lock in on basketball. But the thing was like it was just, it's just it's in me to hustle. You know, it's in me to hustle and, and grow that into being a businessman because even while I was just trying to focus on basketball, as soon as I got my hands on a little bit of cash, I always invested it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I didn't <laughs> I, I didn't necessarily try to go out and, you know, I don't know, spending on crazy stuff. I, I always I turned around and I got like a lawnmower and uh, a zero turn lawnmower and tried to start my own lawn lawn company. Uh, that was the first thing I did, but it's just always been that way for me. You know, this has been the most, you know, um, I guess you could say successful investment that I've had. <laughs> well, it's it's also, I would say it's rewarding. I mean, yeah. like there's, there's that, that element that you're, you are like, you're giving back to the community. You're inspiring people that are in the community and, yeah. and it, it has, it has such a broad reach. Like you, like I think yeah. you and I, when we talked about, you know, I, you just said this earlier, like we, all of us deal with mental health issues in some capacity, whether it's more or less like, you know, different things set off different people in different ways. So uh, again, I think, you know, what you said earlier too, it's like just the, the ability to be able to talk about this stuff finally to me is like starting to become real or allowed, yeah. I guess is about, you know, when I grew up, you didn't talk about that shit, you know, yeah. you just didn't. And, and, and also it's like, I'm a, I'm an artist, I'm a creative person, but I was, you know, I played baseball, basketball, and football could have been drafted to play baseball, went to college, played baseball and, co you know, you said that you went to school for basketball, I <laughs> went to school for baseball. I had you know? no clue what I was doing in college. That's why I quit like a year in. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And, and, you know, and then, and then my athletic career is over and it's like, cause yeah. baseball is one of those weird ones. You can get drafted out of high school, but if you go to college, you have to go for three years, like football. Um, so right. it's, it's just a weird, a weird thing, but that, that, that's the thing. Go ahead. Yeah. That's the thing. Sorry to cut you off. Uh, but that's the thing like about me that I noticed was, you know, when I went to Seton Hall, you know, it's a it's a small private school, yep. small Catholic private school, but uh, they got great academics. So I also went to a great uh, two different high schools. So I went to a great academic high school up until about my junior year. Then I transferred and I went to a, a great basketball school, which was both were good basketball schools. But my my thinking is like when I went to Seton Hall, I found myself excelling on the court. You know, at the start of my sophomore season, I started to get more comfortable with Big East basketball, but I did really well in the classroom. And it's because I have, like, when I focus in on something, you know, like, I'll cut everything. I'll cut all the music off, like, and I'm, like, laser-like focused. Like, if I need to read something, 
I need to like it needs to be quiet. I don't need anybody around me. Don't talk to me. So that's how that's how I got to be, you know, what I mean, academically at Seton Hall. And I did well there. And then I said, okay, I gotta take a break from focusing so much on, on school because I need to be doing good in, you know, I mean, basketball too. Which is sounds crazy, but when you go to college, like you know, as a having been a baseball player, your schedule, it's gonna be one or the other. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, it's either gonna be one or the other, or you just like super smart and able to catch on. Or a lot of people just get the answers given to them. So anyway, I did really well um, um, academically, and I came along um, in my sophomore season, and then that's when I decided that I wanted to take it home to Memphis and, uh, and focus full fully on basketball. Memphis is not the type of school like you know coming home. Going there, it's, it's the type of place that they produce NBA players yep. uh, uh, consistently. So going there is like, all right, I'm going here to try to go after my dream, but being goal-oriented. So I'm going to go here and I'm going to average this amount of rebounds and I'm going, you know, I need to play this amount of minutes and I need to, you know, get this many points. And we are, it's a it's better opportunity for me to play. So that was my reason for transferring and trying to, and wanting to make it to the NBA. Uh, and you had a wild coaching staff for the Tigers, right? Like Luke Walton and was yeah. Damon Stoudemire on that staff? As yeah. Well? Like that's, yeah, that's like crazy. Yeah. Luke was with us for, uh, when they had the lockout, I think that was 2012. I'm not sure, but yeah, Luke came, that was his, the start of his coaching career. He hadn't coached yet. And, uh, he came with us, uh, Andre Iguodala was on our staff. We had, did. <laughs> <laughs> Damon Stoudemire came, Coach Stoudemire came after uh, the next year. So I think it was around right before my senior year. And, man, he was a great coach because he's so cool, but he understands the game. He understands players, and he just understands how to relate messages to, to his players. So that was great wisdom, and I still have a great relationship to him. But he he buys everything I drop, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> nice. Everything I really – I see it. David started around made a purchase and he says the tip. So Where, is he still coaching? Yes, he is. He actually won coach of the year uh, in, uh, at the university. I forgot what university he was just at like two years ago, but I, now he's on, now he's on staff with the Boston Celtics. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's cr- There's a guy actually from Richmond. Yeah. I don't know if I've actually met him. That was on the Celtics staff that just got the, um, is it the Utah job? I think he just got yeah. the Utah. I can't remember. I can't even remember his name, but it's just like, it's just like those small yeah. world things. No, I t- exactly. I'll tell you this small world from him, from Damon wearing my hoodie, right? He never posted a picture or anything like that, but he wears my hoodie and uh, he knows someone that is from Memphis who's there visiting in Boston, went to a game and they saw the hoodie like, wow, where's that hoodie? Cause the hoodie had a picture of the bridge and Memphis bridge on the back. Like, where's that hoodie from? I like that a lot. He told him about my company. I ended up getting placement in in a store, a designer men's store. So now, because of that, that small connection, I have placement in a designer men's store sitting next to Balenciaga and Ballman. Right. I, and and again, like the cool part about it, it's not just a cool hoodie. It's like there's purpose behind it, you know? Like that's that's the beauty of that whole thing is is i love that shit like when when those like those connections 
that you know happened what was that 10 years ago or whatever yeah. that it was on your yeah. staff that is coming back like that's epic that's mm-hmm. now it's you know like i think about like guys like stoudemire and i didn't know about the andre iguodala like i've always loved his game he just seems like he's just he's a dog man like he yeah. just he, he just you know he plays and he's a baller and and yeah. luke walton like you know like luke had a a pretty damn good NBA career. Yeah. I don't know how long he, yeah. coaching hasn't like panned out, like just, you know, just wrong places, I think, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's, it's just interesting. Like, again, how those things, uh, what you're doing off the court to them is just as important as what you're doing on the court. You know, like, I think that's important. Like when you have those relationships that, that really grow, um, in such a cool way. Um, I, yeah. yeah, I mean, the Go basketball ahead. community, the athlete community is super tight knit. The basketball community, man, they, they, they embrace the ups and downs. They embrace kind of like the journey because everybody's journey is different. Yep. You know, I, I wanted to be in the NBA very bad and I, I worked hard. I worked hard. As, you know what I mean? And, uh, those people that I met along that journey, they understood that about me and they understand when I tell them, like, I have a brand name, Steel Community, and this is what it represents. Like, they know, yeah, I, that's exactly what he means. You know, if I'm saying Steel all the time, like, you'll see in my captions, like, I have people, like, in the caption, but in the comments, I have people that just comment the word Steel, like, consistently, just because they understand, like, oh, this is, he's applying that same hard work and same work at, yep. from basketball that he put into it right into his clothing brand, right into his vending machine company brand, right into his car rental company. You know what I mean? Like every day, I'm grinding. It's the same way. So still, that's why I still community. Yeah. And explain, explain where that came from. Like it's in an article that I read, but I think it, it's the, the word still and how it, how it kind of affected you and became like the brand name. Yeah. So basically, you know, Man, I get emotional for real about it because I was I was uh I had taken a year away from the G League and I went over to Japan to play. Um uh, and I was excited about the uh the opportunity, but I walk into I'm, I'm I go over to Japan, I go over to, I get to Tokyo and uh my apartment where I was living is about thirty minutes outside of Tokyo by train. And I get there and uh I'm looking around, man, the room is like oh no, it's so small. It's smaller than your studio room right here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they got like this little bunk bed with like a, not even a bunk bed, it's like a twin bed with a mattress this thin, dirty cover on top of it. It's mold all in the corners. Like the shower was, I don't know, not even plastic. It was like styrofoam. But <laughs> it was just like visually like me coming from like, wait, I want to be in the NBA. I've been in the G League. I've been grinding there. Conditions not that terrible, but I come here, it's for less money. It's for, you know what I'm saying? It's for less money. The, the like, And I'm just looking around like, oh, no, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this. So I call my age and I'm like, man, I want to get out of here. Like, send me home. I can't do this. And he's just like, man, you got you to gotta tough it out. Like, this is going to be a good opportunity for you. And you're going to be able to, you know, climb up in the ranks in Japan and, you know, you'll get paid really well in the following year. So at that point, what previously had happened, sorry, it's a lot. 
long story, okay? All good, man. But it's good for you. It's good yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. So what previously had happened that summer, the spring, the spring and summer before, I, I was playing in, in Windy City. Um, I was playing in Chicago. And when the season ended, I went back home to Memphis. I was at home in Memphis. I was just driving down the street uh, after hanging out with some friends. Me and a, me and a friend of mine, we were, we were driving down the street. And, uh, I asked her, she was going into a restaurant to go and check out and see if we could get a, a seat at the, uh, at the restaurant. And she got out the car. And when she got out the car, this car drove up beside me. They were kind of like looking into my car. You know, at the time I had like a, a really cool Dodge Challenger with blacked out windows. So the car pulls up beside me. And I remember it was three guys in the car, one guy in the back seat with a hood on, two guys, one with a, one with like some dreads as a driver. And uh, they were just looking at my car. So I'm like, so what's that? Like, why? But they kind of drove up and then they stopped. So I drove up and I kind of turned the corner. When I turned the corner, they turned with me. And then they went forward. Uh, they went forward and I just stopped and looked at them. They went forward and they made a U-turn. So when they made a U-turn, I'm like, oh, it's, I don't know what's going on. But So I made a U-turn. I turned again, got the girl in the car. I'm like, come on, get in. Soon as she got in the car, the guy just hops out the car for no reason and just started shooting in my car. Oh. Just, just started letting go. And it was so crazy because right before he did it, I remember looking over as the girl was walking into the restaurant. These dudes were outside. They were drunk. And they were like, oh, he about to shoot you. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know? So the guy hops out and he really started shooting in my car. I'm, now, I don't have no drug affiliation, gang affiliation. I don't do anything. I play basketball and whatever. That's it. I don't get into people. I don't mess with anybody's girl. Nothing. I'm just from Memphis. So he hops out. He does that. I mash the gas. Sprint past them. We go, and they start chasing me, all this type of stuff. I ended up getting away after a long – it was a bunch of stuff. But uh, after that, I was scared. Like <laughs> I'm like, you know what? This too crazy. I gotta go do something. So that's why I took the job in Japan. Honestly, took the job in Japan, and I'm thinking I would have done the same there. thing, man. <laughs> I'm, it was yeah. No, I mean, dude, that's it, like a crazy. And did they ever catch him? The police told me things like that happen all the time, in Memphis. <laughs> which is true. I mean, that's where I'm from, you know. Yeah. Uh, but that's a whole another part of so. Uh, yeah, so anyway, that's why I took the job in Japan, with even with the conditions. So I got there, and I'm just like, all right, I got to tough it out. And so I got myself on the schedule. Uh, I made the made the little area of my own, cleaned it up, made it my own. And on the wall, I put up uh, I put up a drawing that I had made that was the letter seal. Uh, and I used, actually, from I was on my iPad. And, you know, if you go into the iPad and you use one of the fonts, that's the exact font that we use for the steel logo. Uh, and I kind of just, I made it literally on my iPad, just drawn. And every day I, I had that up on the wall right before I walk out. I like, it's corny, but I'll tap it as I walk out. And it just, for me, the word still, is still for me still wanting to make it to the NBA. You know, so every day I was going about my day, like I'm working for something. I would be up at 4.30 in the morning doing yoga. I would leave, I would have to be at the weight room by six o'clock. Uh, and I have to walk to the walk to the weight room, but I'll be at the weight room by 6 a.m. because there in Japan, like people with tattoos can't be in the gym after seven. So you have to go there, get your yeah, because of like they have a lot of gangs and they don't oh. want people with tattoos. Yeah. 
Uh, so I, uh, I I would get up and I'd be there. Then I come back and I eat breakfast and I go to sleep and I wake up and I go to the gym every single day for ten months straight. And the, uh, one of the, my most motivating forces was that logo, that word, still. And uh, it represented me being where I'm from. You know, I'm still a Memphis kid anywhere I go. Anywhere I go, you know, I'm still a Memphis. Like the things that I, I saw, the things that, you know, made me who I am, they still resonate with me. Uh, and it always will. And just that, that, that persistence, you know, that resilience that I kind of developed during that time. Is there also like kind of in my head also, I would imagine the idea of still <clears throat> is kind of a quieting force as well. Like, you know, I want to remain still, <clears throat> you know, like it's it, almost like meditation and like it, internal and like have that sense of, of calmness or whatever. Did that have a yeah, part of it too? Yeah, for sure. So that's the beautiful thing about it, man. It's, it could be so many interpretations yep. uh, on the word still. Like I talk to my marketing team all the time, just about, uh, you know, how we want to market things. And I try to leave it to be open-ended, open, open-ended. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to say I'm still um, playing basketball. Oh, I'm still doing this. Like, it's just still, you know what I mean? And yes, I used to do a lot of yoga, like on social media. So automatically people are like, oh, so it's about calming and, you know, meditation and things like that, which it is. I meditated today. I was prepared to talk just like this today through meditation. Uh, so for sure, still is so many and encompasses so many. The Abstract Athlete is sponsored by and in partnership with Begin Again Toys. Begin Again Toys is an eco-friendly and educational toy company focused on sustainable ways to explore and play with a goal to inspire children with stories of innovation, adventure, and good old-fashioned fun. For more information, visit beginagaintoys.com. And... So basketball wise, like, again, like you just, you just got done with the, the T1 league and that's over in Taiwan. Um, and you just won the championship again. Congratulations. That's badass. Um, are you going back there next year? Um, I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been in talk with my team as well as other teams in that league. Yep. Um, to be honest, I'm really interested in, in growing as an entrepreneur. Uh, I'm really interested in growing steel community. I also have a couple of other ventures, uh, vending machines. I also have rental cars, uh, nice. I mean, vehicles that I rent out. So just kind of trying to grow my portfolio. And, you know, yeah, dude, it's been it, great. I was just going to say, it just seems like you, like you just used the word entrepreneur. Like you have that entrepreneurial spirit that like, like you said earlier, it's like, yeah. once I got a little money, like I already, st I started, like I had ideas I was doing like, and, and that like that to me is, you know, first of all, it's, it's badass because a lot of people like particularly athletes, like I'm, I'm one in particular that when I got done playing, I didn't know what the hell I was supposed to do. Like for, for me, it's nice to see somebody like you that, actually has like vision and and the wherewithal to actually do stuff and and uh, like it's you're again like you're kind of inspiring in that sense like have you ever thought about i mean it's cool like again going back to the nba giving you this opportunity to go to parsons and different stuff but for me it's like 
you're somebody that the NBA should hire, you know, whether it's the NBA or the G League or both, hire to like talk to particularly like rookies, like a rookie symposium. It's like, be prepared for this. Like, you know, like you might not make it to the NBA initially. Like you might have to do these different things, but have that sense off the court. Like, is that something you're, I don't want to say like as a teacher, but a mentor or tower or, you know what I mean? Nah, definitely. Um, You know, I love to use all avenues of whatever, whatever way that can be helpful. Uh, and that's right on, right on, on brand with what your community stands for. So for, for sure, you know, uh, my thing was I never wanted to be a coach. <laughs> <laughs> I never wanted to be a coach just because, and, and no disrespect to coaches. Like I think that, and this is actually it's actually a great, uh, what's it called? A uh, a compliment to coaches because I feel like coaches are some of the most important people in young men's lives, you know, for myself, especially for young guys who uh, don't necessarily have that guidance at home, who don't have, you know, a father figure at home. I know myself, I growing up, I looked up to every coach that I had. I wanted every coach to be my dad, <laughs> you know, uh, to an extent. And I had to learn, especially after a certain period, like, wow, this is business, you know what I mean? Uh, but, that's why I think that it's so important. Uh, that's why I never wanted to be a coach because I know that the business and that the actual, the way that life really is, is like, I have to do what's best for me and my family. Uh, and, you know, a lot of coaches have to lead you astray, unfortunately. Oh, no, uh, so, I, 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 I agree with that statement. I mean, coaches to me, I still, there's still things that coaches from all three sports that I played still resonate with me to the, to this day. And, and I actually use it in teaching because I do think there is an overlap between at least the way that I, I teach like a coach. I try to like be inspiring, but yet give, give them direction yet, you know, so it's those things like still resonate with me. Like, and probably till the day I die. Yeah. It's crazy because some of the most influential coaches for me were guys that were like over 60 years old, you know, (laughs) like, I just had a certain respect and like I could get an understanding with them because they allowed me to, to talk to them, you know, with all the things that I might have going on in my head. Like they allowed me to talk my first, my first high school coach, Jerry Peters. Uh, he passed away a couple of years ago, but it was a phenomenal coach. We won a state championship together uh, when I was at NUS. Then also the coach that I just had this past season, uh, Brendan Joyce, uh, he was, you know, a psych psych therapist, uh, a psych major, but he was very good in, in like keeping our team together and also allowing me to be myself and kind of put me in place to 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 do well. So, you know, I appreciate all that. But yes, as far as speaking and engagement with uh, you know the youth or with anyone uh, and kind of sharing my story, I'm definitely interested. Uh, it's something that I think I can get into. No, it's interesting. I, I just, um, the, the podcast that'll be out before yours, um, I just had on his name is soul Cole. Um, he is, he changed his name, um, but he played football, uh, with the New Orleans saints, but we were getting, we were talking a lot about, or talked a little bit about Kobe Bryant, um, and Phil Jackson and kind of philosophies and how, you know, the way that, 
Well, and and I guess Michael Jordan as well, since you know he was he played under under Phil as well. But how they really bought into what Phil was teaching because it was beyond basketball. It was like life. But if you can bring that kind of energy and thoughtfulness and stillness to use your word into the game, like, you know, soul was saying like, you know, the game slows down because you start understanding, you know, I remember those things too. I can, I can still close my eyes and see certain plays in any of the sports I play baseball, basketball, or football. And, and really like, it does it like it feels like it's going in slow motion and that like that kind of understanding. So you're right. It's like these influential people, coaches and how they make us see the game and see life. And if you can twist those two together, I think it makes you like a stronger person yeah. and you're wearing a Laker best? hat. Like I'm wondering, are you a Laker fan? Nah, man, I'm a okay. style guy. This is perfect shirt, <laughs> perfect shorts. <laughs> I'm a Grizzly fan. Okay, man. okay. But, 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 um, well, I'm a, hey, I like, they had Mike Conley for a while. He's a Buckeye, so I'm a. <laughs> yeah. Mike Conley was the, was, was the truth. Yes. Zebo was. Was, was the life of our, our team. But, yeah. um, one of the best coaches that I had actually, uh, he brought me into the office because I was always like, like as as I became a pro, I was somebody who was just gonna like run through the wall for you. You know what I mean? I'm gonna play hard as I possibly can, uh, and that kind of took away from me being able to be cerebral and learn the game, and understand, you know. But he brought me in the office. He said we, we sat down, you know, we we had a dollar, we talked, and he told me, you know, like we love your passion, we love how hard you go, um, but we want you to be more purposeful. We want you to, 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 like, on the court, we want you to, you know, set screens a certain way and, and do it, you know what I mean, the way that we're teaching you. And we want you to run a certain lane. And, you know, it took me until about 26 to actually understand that. And once I understood that, then I became a much better player because I understood my role. And that was the most hard, that was the hardest part, just understanding your role in within a team, within a team concept and executing your role. So by using that, I mean, just learning that, I, I implemented it into Steel Community, right? That's why our mission is to inspire dreamers to pursue their passions with purpose, right? I hear people all the time say that they, you know, want, uh, they want to inspire people to pursue their passion, you know, but if you're just going about something passionately without an end goal in mind or without a goal or not working, you know, backwards, then a lot of times you're going to end up just having had a passion and it won't be necessarily success. Uh, and I apply it in all things in life now. Uh, that's how we were able to go on and win the championship. You know, I played my part, but I came off the bench, uh, played like 20 minutes a game, and I ended up, I averaged 15 points, seven rebounds. But I just did my job. You know, I didn't go out there and try to dribble and, you know, go crazy. I had a good point guard. I ran into ball screens and I sprinted out of them. On defense, I'm up. I'm getting back. I'm rebounding. Coach subbed me out. I probably get a little pissed because that's my character. Like, I'm one of them people that wants to play. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm really passionate about the game. But every time you call my name, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to do my job. Yeah. Uh, so, so. No, and yeah. I, I, it, it, like it's one of those things like you just said learning that at 26 
you know, I was well past done at that point, but I, the same thing. It's like, I wish I would have known then what I know now. And it's like youthful arrogance. I mean, it's just, you know, because we're athletic when we're younger, like we're more athletic. And obviously like you're six, eight, like you're gifted. Like they know what you can do and you know what you can do, but you force stuff. Like it's just, it's human nature to force it. Like I, I told this story the other day, like to a student of mine, it's like, you know, my junior year in high school playing baseball, I just, I started hitting home runs and that yeah. I wasn't trying to, I just started hitting them. And then my senior year, I tried to, and it was just, you know, I just, it didn't have as good as a year. It's like trying to make a basket as opposed to just shooting the ball. You know, it's like, it's the, that this always, the head always gets in the way. And that's like, the, again, like, that's why I think the use of your word is so impactful. Like still like it's, it, it is, it's almost like, that calmness, that meditative state where it becomes, you're not trying to do something. You're just doing something. Yeah. And it's the, you can only reach that, that state of mind by being purposeful, yep. you know, by having your routine, by, you know, having had put the work in, in order to, in that moment, you can be still and you can be in the moment, you know, obviously it's repetition, but nothing will be forced if you're not doing anything outside of the norm you know so i i i agree with you and you actually giving me a vision of something i can create <laughs> <laughs> well i, I expect <laughs> some of the proceeds to go to no i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah no, for sure. no but it's what true man stuff? like it's i think you know the older we get i think it's not a hindsight thing but it's like it's there becomes just a a, a bigger understanding of what we're doing and again, I think part of it's just like when we're younger, again, we, we, we try, we try harder. It's what's, there's a saying that said, God, it's like work, it, you know, it's like basically work, not harder, but work more efficiently or something. It's yeah. I'm totally butchering that, but, but I mean, that idea, maybe work hard, work smart, don't work hard, work smart. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's true. Um, That's a like, big thing in a lot. A lot of people don't grasp that, like even like trainers, yep. you know, people who are, are teaching people the game. A lot of people have it all wrong. They think that you just got to go out there, and, you know, they'll work you and sweat you to death. But are you actually teaching anything? Are you actually, uh, you know, uh, attacking the muscle muscles that need to be developed, you know, on a daily basis? Are you giving adequate risk? So all of those things, that's being purposeful. Yeah. Now, now that you're like a little bit older, do you, are you like the, the elder statesman on the court? Do you like, like real, like show footwork and different stuff to the younger guys? Yeah. A hundred percent. Nice. <laughs> you got to, cause I mean, that's, that's really, yo, you know, that's what you can contribute. You know what I mean? Like the younger guys, especially like to your team, that'd be, that'd be crazy for me to know how, I can see you produce and do well and it can help us win. And I not tell you, you know, that was the thing about being in the G League for so long. I was in the G League four or five years and I was always kind of put on to a younger guy like Bo Bo was a guy that I kind of had to oh, yeah. while, while he was there. Uh, got other guys, Semi Shit too, Justin Simon, all guys who are doing really well. Uh, Semi just signed a, a, a training camp deal. Uh, I think it was through the Bulls or the Miami Heat, somebody I can't remember. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I'd have to pass along the knowledge. Like that, you would be so surprised 
at how many guys don't know how to set up a, a proper screen. And there's technique to to yes. it. To, to set a proper screen and get yourself open, get the guard open and get yourself open. That's so. It's interesting. Like I, I you just said about somebody else getting um, picked up by a uh, for a training camp deal. One of my former students. Um, interestingly enough, like there's a, there's kind of overlap in in some of your career and his. I mean, he's younger. He just graduated from VCU a couple of years ago, but he just signed with the Denver Nuggets and um, he's played overseas. Uh, he played G league last two years. Is that at least last year he was with the Atlanta Skyhawks. His name's Justin Tillman. Um, mm-hmm. Really athletic works his tail off. Um, and I'm just couldn't be prouder of him that he's getting that shot now. And, and that idea, you know, of like what, you know, they, there's a, there's an overlap to me in like what, what you've done and what he's doing. And he's also into fashion. Um, it's in, I'll have to like maybe connect you guys, but yeah, uh, for sure. What, uh, you know, like uh, curiosity, like you've kind of said some of these things, particularly with coaches. Um, but like, who are some of the people that are, that inspire you? Um, you know, whether it's, whether it's a fashion teacher, whether it's, uh, you know, like a former basketball player coaches, um, you know, whoever. Sure. Um, I'm, I'm greatly inspired by Michael Jordan. Uh, just his greatness. I mean, I know that sounds like cliche, but I'm inspired by Michael Jordan. I'm inspired by Kobe Bryant. I'm inspired by Jay-Z. I'm inspired by Virgil Abloh. Um, I'm inspired by Drake. I'm inspired by uh, Warren Buffett. I am. <laughs> it's it's so many just great men. You know, I, 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 I watch YouTube videos all the time. Um, there's a new podcast out called Earn Your Leisure, not to take attention away from here, but, you know, that just speaks, you know, I like people who speak towards, you know, enriching the culture that I come from and making sure that we kind of take progressive steps forward. So I'm inspired greatly by Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. Um, uh, like, like, yeah, like really stand up. Gone stand up too man. soon, man. Like Nips, Nipsey yeah. was doing so many things that, Unfortunately, just never. I mean, they got talked about after he passed, but this that's I was again, I was just saying this to Soul the other day. It like we we never we don't talk about the good things that good that good people are doing, you know. Like, I don't think like I think LeBron James and again, the Kobe thing to me was so sad because for me, Kobe was going to do bigger things off the court than he did on. Like, you know, he just started, I think he was going to elevate women's basketball to a different level just because of his daughter. Um, but LeBron James, man, like that school, that I promise school that he has up in, in Akron, like he, he is doing so many good things off the court that we just don't talk about. We want to talk about stupid shit like, oh, well, LeBron's like holding out. No, he's not. You know, it's like, let's talk about the good shit the guy's doing, you know? Yeah, you know, all of those guys, especially the athletes for me, they really inspire me in a way, in a, in a way of, man, they're capable of going to work out, you know, two, three times a day while also running businesses, you know, and, and putting in place the right people to help them, you know, be successful businessmen. You know, I, I think about guys who play sports now, 
like a lot of guys I play with in the G League and guys, you know, you got young college guys coming out, they got 500,000 followers or even they got 50,000 followers. You know, a lot of times those guys weren't doing the right things with their following. They weren't, you know, they, they might just post a picture and be cool or get girls, but it's like, and, and, and all day they just play video games and they just wasted so much time. And I'm the one that's like, listen, man, if Kevin Durant can wake up at 6 a.m., work out, go to practice, get down to practice, go sign autographs, go do all of these endorsement things and still produce and win championships, then you and I can leverage our platform to, you know, do well. I don't have to go work a job. I don't have to go and clock in. I don't have to go sell cars now. I don't have to go and, I don't know, do what every typical basketball player turns around and does. I have the, you know, mind and the capability to turn around and make my own business, you know, and, and grow that. And we all do, you know, as a basketball player, as an athlete, that's the thing that translates our ability to be a part of a team. Construct your own team. That's how I see it. Construct your own team, be a player on your team, fit your role. And that's it. Man, dude, like I totally agree with what you just said, because I think that sports is, it, and this doesn't mean that anybody has to go professional or whatever, but sports to me is so important in terms of understanding teamwork and understanding how to work together, how to create and all these things. And sometimes I think like people that don't play organized sports don't realize that impact and how important that is. Cause to me, it's like athletes are so much more adjusted to the world because of that, that upbringing, mm -hmm. um, in athletics. It's, it's weird to me yeah. like that, like that yeah. some, you know, people that are not in sports at all, like almost hate it for some strange reason, but don't understand the importance that it actually gives to communities and, 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 you know, the world in yeah. general. Yeah. You know, as an athlete though, it's a, it's a flip of a coin, though, man, because I say that because, you know, obviously there's a, there's celebrity that comes with you and whatever capacity uh, athlete you are, there are still, you still get a certain type of recognition that most normal, I mean, most regular people don't get. So, the flip of the coin is this. It's like, do you let your ego drive you and say, all right, I can't be just somebody that's just on the team. I can't just be a team player. I have to be the one that stands out. Or can you be the one that understands the role on the team, gets really good at your role, and just does your job to the best of your ability, right? And if that your abilities fit, then you'll, you know what I mean, shine through. Uh, so that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the crossroad that a lot of people get to and they fit, like they fall off. You know what I mean? It, it happens at a young age, at a young age, it can happen at an older age. That's why I can happily, if I do choose to, I can happily move on from the game of basketball because I feel like I've had a successful career, whether I made it to the NBA or not. I know that I have put my best foot forward as, as an athlete, as a basketball player, as a teammate. You know, as a brother to God. Now, and that's kind of what I was saying earlier is it feels like you, you have that path and you're like, you're very confident in it. Cause that, that, that is such a, you know, like, again, for me, 
when I quit, my definition was I was an athlete. I had no other, you know, definition of who I was. And I think a lot of athletes, um, have that same, that same space. And that's why I think what you're trying to do with, with still community. And like, I think what we're doing with the abstract athlete, really trying to get people to understand that you're more than what people think you are. You're more and and what people define you are as sometimes creeps into your own personal judgment. You're still more than that. And, and finding out what it is, whether it's fashion, whether it's being an artist, whether it's being a podcaster, you know, what an actor, whatever you, you, you have multiple kind of facets to your life. And, and it's, it's, it's sometimes hard to, to find that, I think. Yeah, man. Uh, it can be difficult, but, you know, I think when we met, and I was on Clubhouse a lot, because that was after, after, uh, after quarantine, COVID, and yep. going back into transition to where they were allowing basketball to be open. But I was going through a transition period then. I'm not going to sit here and act like I had it all figured out. Oh, yeah. Like I always been able to, you know what I'm saying? Like I always been able to say, yeah, I'm going to be an entrepreneur after, after basketball. Nah, I'm like, I was very much all basketball until I had to sit down, be still, quote unquote, and 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 really say, okay, this is my life path. This is where it's going. But I was very much in, in, a, in a state of depression when we met. Yeah. Um, had other life things going on, but you know, basketball seemed to be slowing down for me, and I felt like my window was closing as far because as, my only goal with it was to make it to the NBA. You know. Uh, I kind of just like I want to shoot for the stars. So in playing my role, I felt like I deserved an opportunity. We all feel that way. So anyway, that didn't happen. That window closed and it just broke me. It broke me down bad. And uh, I was trying to figure out how am I going to go forward? Like, what should I do with myself? And it came together, you know, like just – it just came together like sitting there doodling, you know what I mean? Like just drawing on, you know, like, oh, it, that's it. Still, I'm gonna make still community into my thousand <laughs> I'm gonna grow it, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna be. Able, there's a picture on my Instagram page uh, for anybody listening. <laughs> at Farrakhan is my Instagram, F E R A K O H N. Uh, but and also my brand page is still community. S still community. S T I L L C O M M U N I T Y. But uh, on my on my page and on the community page, there's this uh, picture I posted of a guy who's from Memphis who plays for the Warriors, uh, Chris Chiozzi. Uh He's sitting right next to Steph Curry, and this is on the night when Steph Curry hit his uh, whatever he broke the record for most threes yeah. in the Madison Square Garden. He's sitting right next to Steph Curry, and he's got a steel hoodie on. Right, <laughs> it's cool. And I uh, and my cat and and I saw it. I'm in Taiwan, and it's on ESPN. Right. <laughs> Everybody's calling me like, like your hoodie on, on ESPN. So I uh, and, and I automatically I posted it up and uh, the caption said, I never made the NBA, but still did. You know what I'm saying? And it just was, it's so true. Like I feel chills talking about it right now because it's I got, so I got them too, to you telling that yeah, story. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's just really cool, man. Like I really get to continue to pursue my passion. Purposely, you know what I mean, and that's kind of what I want to 
continue to relate it to well and you're still young man like you're only 31 you said like you still have your whole life in front of you and that's again what i think is cool is like you found this this second step you know um and sometimes it takes people longer like you know people find it and and you can see how passionate you are and how much you're embracing that and and the cool but like you just said you got chills i did too because you can see how much that means to you, you know, like, and that's, it's a cool story. It really is. Like it's, it's yeah. Yes. Maybe you didn't make it there, but you did make it there. And maybe you made it in a bigger way than if you would have made it there. Like that's what I always say. I'm right there. I'm right there in Madison square garden. I'm all the way in Taiwan, but I'm still there. Millions of people see, but you know, uh, like I said, in that time when we met, man, uh, I was going to therapy. Yep. You know, because I I found out in therapy that I had a uh, a fear of abandonment and a fear of you know not belonging, and that fear of not belonging came from you know constantly mental conditioning of trying to trying to be better and trying to be able to be considered one of the best. And once I what really like broke me down was like, okay, you're not gonna be an NBA player, you know, like that's it, you know. And I wanted to be a part of that group of 400 so bad. You know what I mean, and, and just that that denial. For I'm not gonna lie, like for a minute, it definitely broke me, but it, it built me to be a better man, a better man, you know, to my my girlfriend, a better man to my my daughter and my family. So it's just it, it's all a part of the process. But you know, that fear of that abandonment, that fear of you know not being accepted, definitely uh, has been a driving force. No, I, I, I've experienced the same thing. Like that, that moment when, when the, the thing that I had defined myself as was over, I, it, it was, it's crushing because that's the only, that's the only thing that we want. And I love the way that you're, you've come out of that because again, it's not, it's like a, I, I don't hindsight things per se. And you probably go through the same thing. It's like, if I would have made it as a professional baseball player, if you would have made it to the NBA, like who knows if I'd be doing what you, what I'd be doing, or if you were doing what you'd be doing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Being able to, you know what I mean? Actually, that's, that's the, uh, the greatest game. As men and as as just human beings, right? Being one another, help another man. Yep. To be able to use your own experiences to help others. So yep. I think that we on the right path. Yep. Well, dude. That's a nice shirt, by the way, man. What's that? The nice shirt you got on. <laughs> it's most. It's literally the most comfortable shirt I own. It just floats, yeah. so I can't complain. What's the necklace you got there? What is that? Is that a shark tooth? This is a wolf tooth. I am. Uh, 100% fascinated by wolves. I go out to Yellowstone all the, I drive out West at least two times a year. My business partner lives out in Colorado and we actually, and this will some, be something you and I will talk about in the future, but we own land up in Montana with the idea of wanting to do like an artist athlete residency. I think you'd be great to come in and do like a workshop and stuff, but I drive, I go into Yellowstone and just take pictures all the time. And there was this moment, it's probably like a month and a half ago, I was in Yellowstone. And so I'm photographing wolves the one day. 
And the next day I went to the same place, kind of hoping I'd see him again. And I'm in this field, like not far off the road, but I'd walked out to where we were the day before. And there's other people like, you know, I can see them way over there. Didn't see any wolves, but then all of a sudden they started howling. The wolves did. And I'm in, I'm just like, you talked about getting chills. I was in this field and I just videoed, I'll send you a, I'll send you a video of it. And it's just a video of the field, but you can hear the wolves just, and I'm just like, whoa, dude. So yeah, I'm just, I I don't know. Let me me tell you why you love me. I already know. I can tell you why. (laughs) Be another story. (laughs) No, you love me already. But listen, I'm in Taiwan and we're headed back from a game. We just won a game, 25th game in a row winning. And, uh, there's this guy, but we're on a train, and you know, you have to have your mask. Yep. So myself, one of our team managers, my coach, and one of my teammates right here on the train. And then this guy, his wife, and the baby, you know, Taiwanese people, they kind of police each other as far as like wearing your mask. So my coach is eating. Coach is like 60 plus. He's an Australian guy, really cool, funny. But, you know, he was eating. We had just finished the game, and, uh, this guy, he walks up, and he's like, hey, you're the coach for the Aquas, right? And coach is like, yeah. Like, we all sitting there, like, looking at him, like, yeah. And uh, <laughs> he's like, he's like, you know, you should be a better citizen. You should wear your mask. Uh, you should wear your mask in between bites. Like, put your mask on right now. So the guy walks off, you know, kind of look at each other. And I'm just, coach, like, you know, are you okay? You know what I mean? Like, he looks like. He looked like he just got, you know, emasculated. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, coach. And he didn't say nothing. So when the guy came back, I was like, you know, you should respect him, man. You should, you should, you should treat him with some respect. He's an elderly man. Like, you know how I'm talking about that. He was eating, you know. And that's my coach. Like I'm automatically defensive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so the guy, he was like, this was not my experience. Everyone there, but he was like, you don't like the rules. You can go back to Taiwan. You know, wow. and so I'm all, I mean, you can go back to wherever you're from. If you don't like the rules, you can go back to wherever you're from, uh, to the U.S. I said, okay, all right, well, I'll tell you this. Uh, rules basically say that if you're eating, you don't have to have your mask on. And I say, what about your kid right there? Your kid doesn't have, well, he could be carrying the disease, or he could be carrying COVID, whatever. So he's just like, he pissed off, and he starts Basically, go back to where I'm from. I said, <laughs> this is this thing, man. I said, you know what? I'm a wolf and you a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you a sheep. Do you know this guy? He said, what did you say to me? What did you say to me? Okay. He stood up and called the police. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm a wolf and you're a sheep. He called the police on the train. They stopped the train. I had to get off an hour before my stop. I had to go and give a police report. This guy was trying to get me locked up. He what? said that I racial slurs. He said that I threatened him. He did none of that. I didn't say anything. I got up, walked to the back after that. And uh, <laughs> I walked to the back. And uh, he tried to take it a whole different way. But my t- I got back to the hotel the next day where we all stayed. My team, they had, like, pictures of wolves all <laughs> on my door. <laughs> so, yes. So for the rest, of this, the rest of the season, like, that was my thing. Like, on all of my pictures, like, I put a wolf in my Like, they would put a wolf in my jeans. Like, I really 
just took that whole mindset of like, you know what I'm saying? I'm a wolf. Like I go into it and I'm going, I'm in the tech mode. Like I in the games. Like that's just how I would. Yep. <laughs> so I took that whole personality. But I talked to my therapist and he said that, you know, you shouldn't want to be looked at as be a shepherd, protect the wolf. <laughs> Like, oh, but I want to be the wolf, man. I want to be. I'm yeah, gonna send. I'm gonna text wolf. you. I'm gonna text you some of these pictures, man, of of the wolves I just photographed this summer. But yeah, Please. I just I'm I'm totally like fascinated by like watching. And there's there's some there's there's a stillness for me. There's actually like you know using your word like there's there's a calmness that comes over me when I'm out there like photographing bears or wolves or nature or whatever. And it, you know, I'm, I'm a painter by nature, but I've, I've started to really get into photography in those settings. So it's, I'll have to send you a picture. I'll send you a picture of a wolf and you can go, this dude actually photographed this shit. So, well, dude, it to I, me. I love it. I, I'll totally do that. Well, dude, I thank you for doing this, man. I like, again, I know we've, we've talked for a long time and I, I really appreciate like your honesty and vulnerability because again, I think, you know, like what you're doing is inspiring. It's, it's helping people. It's changing the way people, you know, interact and do stuff. And it's just, it's really cool. Um, and, and I'm really glad we met each other last year, whenever or last year and a year and a half ago and, and look forward to like, you know, doing some stuff in the future. But, um, but yeah, like I, I, I just really, uh, this is, it was a blast to talk to you because, um, and it was fun. Awesome. To, you know, like for me, it's, it's always, I always say this, it's, it's fun because I get to do the podcast other than my business partner doesn't. And like doing research on you and finding out about the clothing, it's just like, wow, this dude's really, really changing the world. And, um, and so it's, it's just really cool for me. So, so thank you, man. Thanks. Oh, thank you. For I, always, me. I always have one last question. It's music. What kind of music do you like? Cause I uh, always, I, I always write, write music in a style to for each podcast yeah. very on brand i am very much into hip-hop okay. <laughs> uh, okay cool but but you know i like him i like the type of rap that kind of puts me in a mindset of like you know making things as opposed to like just listening to yeah i want to listen to people who are going to motivate me to you know what i mean to take a step up so like i told you like like a jay-z Yep. Uh, there's a guy named Payroll Giovanni. Oh yeah, yeah. Payroll Giovanni. Yep. Yeah, I like him, uh, and I really am a big fan of Nipsey Hussle. Uh, still, yeah. Uh, to this day, but those type, that type of that type of hip hop is more, cool. you know, what I mean, where it's talking money. <laughs> I'll send I'll send you um, uh, a couple tunes from my buddy's band. It's like a, it's a hip hop group, kind of like like the Roots in the sense that it's all real okay. instruments, but he's, he's a badass. Yeah. Um, and I, the band's called the photosynthesizers, but I'll send you and see if you're down with that. I'll use one of their songs. So cool. Well, brother, thank you for doing this, man. Like, as I said, what's that? I, I have the rights to use his. Yeah. He let me. So yeah. Um, and, and I'll, I'll send it to you if you're down with it. I'll, I'll do that. Cause I always, I always just try to promote. And if you actually have any friends that are musicians that would want to do that, that's also the other option. Cause I just like to help promote different people doing different cool things. So for sure. Sounds good. Just anything you need. And I'm, I'm excited to come visit in Montana. Yeah. Let me know.
cool. Yeah. And if I come through Memphis, man, I'll hit you up because like I said, I, I drive out West all the time just cause I like getting off the East coast and, um, I, I prefer it out West anyways, just cause of that vastness. So, um, but yeah, this, also, this will be out in a couple good. What's that? I live, in, I live in Dallas, Texas. Let me know if you ever come. Oh, sweet. Cool. Yeah. My sister lives up in Oklahoma city, so that ain't too far. Cool. All right. All right, brother. Good. Thank you, man. Hey. Be well. So glad Farrakhan and I got to do this. Uh, really, he's such an insightful person and so thoughtful in his approach. Love everything he is doing with his brand, Still Community, and really, truly all that he's doing in the community. Like I said, at the end of the day, I, I just feel lucky when I get to have these conversations with such inspiring people. Again, go follow Farrakhan on Instagram. That's F-E-R-R-A-K-O-H-N. And make sure to stop by his website, stillcommunity.com. Again, thanks to Photosynthesizers for providing music for today's episode. And you can go find them on iTunes and all other streaming platforms. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com and beginagintoys.com for new product information and news. And remember to listen to the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, the Abstract Doctors Podcast, and the Abstract Veterans Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. We will see you next week. And as always, do not forget to exercise the body and do not forget to exercise the mind. Stay well out there. Stay well out there.